Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time. I thank you for these ladies giving up their time this evening to be here, to hear the word of God and to fellowship with like-minded believers, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that you would be over this whole evening, that you would be over, the, over this teaching, and that you would be over our time as we discuss what we learned tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are doing the discipline of submission. And so we probably all have some disciplines in our lives that have become habits. Um, hopefully, brushing your teeth, taking a shower have all become disciplines for you. Uh, I said to my husband today, I'm like, when was the last time you took a shower? I don't think you took a shower yesterday. <laughs> He's like, gee. <laughs> but anyways, we all have disciplines, basic ones. But beyond that, for me... I have the discipline of reading the word each morning. I mean, I do miss here and there and praying for my family, but it's become a habit. It's become a discipline and it's now become easy to do. I mean, it's actually something I look forward to. Of course, I don't have a bunch of little kids to pull me here and there like I used to, um, but I can't wait to get there. But as far as the discipline of the true discipline of memorizing the word, I struggle with that. I um, have my cards in the car and I tend to want to make a phone call instead. And so I'm just being honest. It's, um, I need more discipline in that area. I have the discipline pretty much of exercising because if I don't, I just don't feel well. Um, it makes me feel better. And um, it's just good for my health as well. So, but I can't seem to discipline myself to dust weekly. I just don't have that discipline. So the definition of discipline is control gained by enforcing obedience or order, like when we give it out to our children or if we're in an overseeing position. The definition that we're going to be looking at is orderly or pres prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior. So when we apply it to our own lives. Or it can be labeled self-control or in our case, spirit controlled. We want to live a spirit-controlled life. And then the definition for submission is the condition of being submissive, humble, or compliant. An act of submitting to the authority or control of another. And of course, the authority that we desire to focus on through this study is that we yield and submit to God. And as we do this, we obviously have categories he wants to use that submission in, in a practical way. And it can be easy to say we are compliant to the Lord and under his authority, but when we look at specific areas of our lives, we may see things differently. For us in this study, submission is the posture of godliness. What does our posture toward the Lord look like on a daily basis, an hourly basis, a moment-by-moment -moment basis? And we all have work to do in this area, myself definitely included. So now, this is separate, what we're going to be studying from salvation. We do, so we don't want you to get the idea that these disciplines we will share with you this summer are for you to see if you have salvation. These are for the sanctification process in our lives. And sanctification is the state of growing in divine grace growing in the Lord's ways as a result of our Christian commitment after conversion. So this is not to beat us up or to discourage us, but to encourage us to desire more of Jesus in our lives. First Thessalonians 4.4, 4, and I'm going to be giving you a lot of verses 
that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. So we are to be able to possess our vessel, which is our body, and give it and give out honor to the Lord by what we do and what we say. James 4, 7 says, therefore, submit to God. So the idea of submission has become a word that people don't like. Um, we see it in our culture. Authority is being challenged on every level, and godly submission is something we as Christians do need to look at. And as we look at it towards submitting to our Lord, the rest can fall into place. He is our ultimate authority. The message of the Bible is clear that Jesus is Lord. Acts 2.36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ, which means Messiah. Philippians 2, 8 through 11, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of of God the Father. And so that we want to have, first and foremost, that Jesus is Lord. Bringing our lives into submission to his will in everything is key to being a godly woman. It is also the path to joy. And as we learn about submission towards the Lord, all the rest of the disciplines we're going to be talking about this summer will come back to this one, the discipline of submission. So we need to start here, delighting in doing his will. Psalm 40, verse 8, I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. Psalm 143, 10, teach me to do your will, for you are my God, your spirit is good, lead me in the land of uprightness. Submission is something we have to learn, and it does not come naturally or easily. We like to do what we like to do when we like to do it. At least I do, I don't know about you guys. If we cannot submit to human authority, how do we think we can submit to God? And it is God who demands submission in human relationships. So that's where we're going to begin, looking at our own lives in regard to our human relationships. 1 Peter 5.5 5 says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so our attitude in all our relationships needs to be one of humility. And then God gives us more grace. I mean, who doesn't want more grace? I do. Romans 12.10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Because we do think about ourselves, but we need to be giving preference to someone else, whether that's our spouse or a friend or a sister or a mother or someone in the store or whatever it might be. Uh, the government is one thing that we need to look at. Titus 3.1, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities to obey, to be ready for every good work. And so those words, submit and subject, in these verses we just went over, mean the same thing in the Greek, exactly what we're talking about in this lesson. To put yourself under, yield to another's authority, and just plain old being humble in your relationships. And so I know we're in this time of life where mask and no mask and can I go in the store with a mask without a mask and you know are they requiring it are they not requiring 
requiring it? Are they enforcing it? Are they not? And so what should our attitude be? And everybody has to pray and see what your attitude needs to be as things change in our culture as the government puts out more, you know, control on us. And so you have to pray, Lord, what do you want me to do? For me, I don't wear a mask. I've had COVID. I have the antibodies, so I don't feel a need to. I walk in the store. I'm respectful. I keep my six-foot distance. But if someone would come up to me and say, ma'am, can you please put on a mask? I put it on. I'm not going to fight over it. It's just a mask. So, I mean, you have to pray and see what God wants you to do in that relationship. And so um, submission is for all relationships and even in marriage, Another area, which we're going to talk about more at another time in a more thorough lesson, also we'll be talking at the same time about being single. So if you're single, it's going to go together. Um, so it's not one-sided as we tend to think. Yes, we submit to our husbands as unto the Lord so that there is order in our home and not chaos. Ephesians 5.22 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Colossians 3.18, wives submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. But we can look at Ephesians 5.21, right before 5.22, which is referring to the marriage relationship as well as any relationship that we have, submitting to one another in the fear of God. There are times that my husband will submit to my idea because it's a great idea. So <laughs> it happens, you know, once in a while. But, you know, it's not a bad thing for a man to submit to a woman's idea or authority as long as it's godly so that's submitting to arrange under to subordinate to subject oneself to obey to submit to one's control to yield to one's admonition or advice i like that one to yield to one's admonition or advice so in our human relationships we need to ask ourselves am i being humble is this a time to subject myself and defer to that other person? Is this a time to yield to their admonition or advice? Another area we need to submit to the Lord is in our finances. Matthew twenty-two seventeen to 21. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarii. And he said to them, whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. So if it belongs to the government, the money, then let them have it. Also, as we submit our finances, we can look at the area of giving as well. What does God ask that I give? 2 Corinthians 9, 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So we submit our finances to him. We ask him, Lord, what do you want us to do with our money? And God will show us. Another area we may need to submit at work to a boss we may not care for. First Peter 2.18, servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. And so that could be difficult. We may still be at home under our parents' authority and need to submit to a curfew or chores and even discipline. I remember when I was younger at home, I was pretty much the kid that did what they were supposed to do. But I remember this clearly. I got disciplined. I got like under house arrest because I talked back. And so I couldn't go anywhere. And um, 
so what do you do with that? Do you, you run out and get mad and, you know, cause more trouble or do you just submit to it? And thankfully I just submitted to it. Now I've had kids that haven't done that for us. So um, it's harder and more consequences. And so if you're home under your parents' authority, they are doing things that they feel is godly. And if it makes sure that it is godly, then you need to submit to that. Ephesians 6.1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Colossians 3.20, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. So obeying, be obedient to, submit to. And then our thought life, 2 Corinthians 10.5, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So to battle against the fleshly way of thinking and doing, our thoughts must be brought captive and made obedient to the Lord. That means we need to submit to him. When we start to think in a fleshly way of hate, unforgiveness, lust, thoughts of anger, thoughts of fear, thoughts of greed, bitter thoughts, evil thoughts, they are part of every thought that must be brought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So we must stop our thoughts take dominion over them in Jesus and not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Romans 12 too, which that renewing comes from the word of God and having that time in the word of God. That's how we renew our mind and going over our scripture cards instead of doing other things. That's how we renew our mind. We can choose to stop our thoughts. We need to replace them with the powerful word of God. And if you are a believer, you are a purchased possession of Jesus Christ. You belong to him. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20 puts it this way. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And to think of the price that we were purchased at, we are quite the purchased possession. We are a testimony to others of what a believer looks and acts like. We should be different and we certainly do not want to lose our witness. 1 Corinthians 9.27, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. And so we don't want to be talking but not having our walk match our talk and then being disqualified in the eyes of other people they're like you say one thing but you do another so jesus is our ultimate example john 8 25 to 29 then they said to him who are you and jesus said to them just what i have been saying to you from the beginning i have many things to say and to judge concerning you but he who sent me is true and i speak to the world those things which i heard from him they did not understand that he spoke to them of the Father. Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as the Father taught me, I speak these things. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. So our instinct is to please ourselves. And if you have children or grandchildren, you see that clearly in children. They want to do exactly what they want to do. And when we teach our children to obey, we are giving them the greater example of submitting to the Lord. And it's, um, 
we do children no favors if we do not teach them to be respectful of boundaries and God-given authorities. So we see submission applies to every area of our lives, and I'm sure others that I have not discussed. And it's a daily choosing his way over ours. It's not something we can say, done. I'm submissive. I'm done. I don't have to think about it again. Uh, we are going to need to choose every day of our lives. So is the will of God more important than our own choices? The will of God should be more important than life itself. And once again, Jesus is our example. Matthew 26, 39, he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed saying, oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Practicing discipline will not happen without fervent prayer, which we're going to discuss next time. But suffice to say, we can ask some questions of ourselves as we examine our lives. And I still have a little bit more after these questions, but a couple questions. Am I submitting truthfully to the Lord? As I examine my relationships, am I submitting to my husband if I have one? Am I submitting to those in authority over me, a boss, a pastor, an overseer, a parent? Am I humble in my personal relationships and yielding to some advice or admonishment from others when I see it lines up with God's word? Am I willing to submit my finances to him? And here's one we have not yet discussed, but I'm going to add it in as I think it's a very practical one when it comes to daily submission. Am I willing to submit to God my plans for my day instead of my own? And another aspect of submitting, which a friend shared with me, is like submitting your paperwork to the boss for approval or submitting paperwork to buy a house and see if it gets approved. And so you give that input and you see what comes back. And so do we submit? our day, and our plans to the Lord. Um, here's what my plan is for the day, Lord. Here's how I think is a good use of my time this day. But what do you think, Lord? And we can do this active submitting in our marriages as well when we want to submit our thoughts and ideas to our husbands. And like I said, we'll talk more about that later this summer. But I like making my schedule and following it and checking it off, and I feel accomplished when I do that. And it can be tough to alter it. Um, it can be a tough one. When I'm in the house doing my thing, my husband has his day off, and he's outside you know, doing all his stuff, and I'm doing my stuff inside, and he opens the door and like, hey, can you, can you get this for me? Can you come out and help me with this? Can you do this? Can you do that? And, you know, it's like, I have a schedule too. I got things to do. You know, we just like to do what we like to do. So are we flexible? Are we flexible? When someone calls and that means your schedule is changed, altered, or completely wiped out. And I'm sure you guys have had days like that where things just completely change. It could be by the grandkids. It could be by the kids. It could be by a friend in need. Or maybe they're not even a friend. It could just be somebody who's having an emergency or just a simple thing that we can get frustrated about. Does the Lord have our day or do we? And this is not just schedule related. How are we using our time? Is it in submission to our Lord? And I know we've talked about it in our last study. We talked a lot about the phone and how much time we spend on it and how much time people spend on it. Um, and it's just good to 
tried to put it aside. The, this last week, I've just left it at home. If my husband has his phone and we're going somewhere together, I'm like, I really don't need to, I don't need my phone. If somebody needs to get a hold of me, like in an emergency, they're going to call him. If they need to get a hold of me just to ask a simple question, they can certainly wait a few hours. So I've been just trying to say, you know, I really don't need it. I'm going to leave it at home. And so we just need to submit our time to the Lord. Ephesians 5.16 says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And we know the days are evil. Colossians 4.5, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside redeeming the time. And the New Living says it this way, live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. And redeeming is to make wise and sacred use of every opportunity for doing good so that zeal and well-doing are as it were the purchase money by which we make time our own, like buying up opportunities like a shrewd businessman. And I thought, well, that's a great um, definition. It's like, you know, it's like money to us. It's, it's something special that we have, and it can be disposed of in different ways. Redeeming the time. There were two ancient Greek words used for time. One had the idea simply of day upon day, and hour upon hour, and the other had the idea of a definite portion of time, a time where something should happen. It's the difference between time and the time. The idea here that we're talking about is the time that I've read in those verses, redeeming the time. It's a definite season of opportunity that Christians must redeem. And the same word is translated opportunity in Galatians 6.10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So Paul here isn't telling us to make the most of every moment in redeeming the time in, in this particular verse, although that's very good advice. He tell, he's telling us to seize opportunity for the glory of Jesus. It isn't to make the most of time, but to make the most of the time. So, you make the most of every opportunity for Jesus Christ by redeeming the time, like we said, buy up those opportunities like a shrewd businessman. And we're going to be going to Texas at the end of June to see our, old, our grandson and his siblings, so four grandchildren, and we're going to be spending a week with them. They're non-believers, and so we are already praying for the time. This is an opportunity to share the gospel with them. And um, they know we're Christians and all that stuff, but we want so badly to share, you know, just so much with them. And so we're praying for the time like crazy. So we'll see what God does. And we have many more opportunities than we probably think. Every time you go out the door is an opportunity for people to watch you, for you to interact with them, and be a witness. We were at Olive Garden a couple weeks ago, and we usually ask the waiter or waitress if they'd like prayer. And so we asked the girl, would you like prayer? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be right back to do that with you. Nobody's ever said that. We were like, oh, cool. So she came back, she goes, all right, I'm ready. And so we're like, okay. So we prayed and she started crying. She just said, you just remind me of home. My home's in Minnesota and my parents. And she just started crying and then she left and then she came back and she said, I just had to go back there and tell my workers 
I'm falling apart. They just made me, it's all, I'm all emotional. So then she started crying again. And it was just a really neat opportunity. And so, um, you know, and do we blow it sometimes? Do we forget to ask somebody if they need prayer? Absolutely. And do we always make the most of every opportunity or every the time? No. Um, or time itself? Probably not. But as we go into our groups, let's be ready to be transparent and real about our discipline of submission to the Lord and how we can pray for and encourage one another on this topic. And so after we pray, I'm going to just, like I said, form some little groups and you guys can talk and pray. And when you've had enough, just go get some snacks and enjoy. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time in your word, Lord. There's so much we could talk about. And I pray as we get together in our small groups that we will talk more about this discipline of submission that we all need, myself included. We need to be more submissive and submitting our our every moment to you, Lord. And help us to know how to do that. Um, give us ideas, Lord, day by day, moment by moment, how to submit our lives and our wills to you in Jesus' name. Amen.